Hi, I'm Stu, and I'm an alcoholic. Yes, to you, you. I have a sobriety date. It is June 8th, 2007. I have a sponsor. His name is Brent W. I have a home group. It's the um, men's black print only on Saturday mornings. In, uh, San Juan. I'm an alcoholic. I did not know what that meant when I got here. And I did not believe that I was an alcoholic because uh, I'll have 16 years sober in June, but it's been a few more years than that since I've had a drink of alcohol. It's just my story. Um, but like one of the guys said up here that took time, by the way, congratulations to the chip takers and Mammy. Wow. Thank you. Um, especially you new guys from uh, Covenant Hills. That was, uh, used to be called Pacific Hills and that's the program I went through where I got sober and uh, where I worked for years. But also where someone sat me down and explained what alcoholism was. See, I didn't know what that meant. I, uh, I thought alcoholism was just people who drink too much and they're, they're stupid and they can't uh, quit. Now I was a, I was a heroinaholic. <laughs> I, I was a benzoaholic, I was a methaholic, I was a cocaholic. <laughs> Um, the, the deal is I'm an alcoholic, you know, I'm an alcoholic. I do everything alcoholically. Uh, if I think back to when I was a kid, I had what my friend Brett calls the too much gene where I would, when I got ice cream or really squeeze the chocolate syrup out or brushing your teeth. Oh, maybe you guys don't like this. You get the toothbrush and, and you just, just squeeze all the toothpaste. Like there's just gobs of it dripping off the toothbrush. Just, that's just how I roll. I don't know. Is that weird? Do all kids do that? It seemed like there, you know, there needed to be a lot. Toilet paper, you know, I didn't just take a little like this. <laughs> yeah. 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 As I got older, I, I found that my life was plagued with a lot of fear and insecurity. You know, I was always tripping. In fact, I, I would identify as a spinner. And what I mean by that is my head spins. I'm always worried. I'm always thinking about what you think of me and I think of me and I think of what you think of me. Uh, and that was going on, I don't know, in my early, maybe 11. Um, I was always kind of irritable, discontent and restless. And I had a lot of ideas about what would make me happy, but I couldn't get those. I couldn't get the toy. I couldn't get the friend. I couldn't get the girlfriend. I couldn't get my friends to act right. And then I felt really bad about myself and got depressed. And, and that was my way of functioning as a kid functioning as a kid. Uh, as my teenage years went on, I got uh, fairly depressed. By the way, I was raised in a, in a fairly uh, strict religious home um, when I was around 11. My parents became uh, fundamentalist Christians and um, not knocking that. Uh, it was actually very meaningful to me initially. Um, and then it got weird, kind of the, the, uh, the church game and the rigidity and the doctrine and the you're different and the kind of the conspiracy that you're walking around the world. Everybody else is screwed. We got the ticket to heaven. Uh, I feel guilty. And I don't know. It just, it was a, a kind of a mind, mind F. Um, anyway, uh, it didn't, it didn't answer all my questions, right? It didn't, it didn't solve my problems. It didn't, uh, I, I could, I couldn't hang on to that, the culture of it and hang on to a relationship. I, I did have a belief that there was something up there that God cared about me, even though I had a lot of shame due to my religion. And maybe some of you can identify with that. Um, so I got really depressed and uh, suicidal. I was a pretty suicidal teenager, young 20s guy. Um, I found drugs late in my life. I think the first time I smoked weed, I was 19. No, excuse me, 
17. But uh, that's late. I know it is for most of y'all. Because my parents put me in a Christian school, and ironically, that's where I met the guy that introduced me to weed. <laughs> so, so um, I and I nip and I'm getting little drinks from my dad's little. They had a little bottle of rum that they kept in the top shelf, some cheap rum, and, and I would dip into that once in a while to go out with my friends, and I'd be a little bit in a good mood. And what I found out was, oh, but now I found drugs and alcohol. Okay, maybe I'll stick around. <laughs> See, drugs and alcohol for me were a lifeboat. It kept me from wanting to end this pain. See, I don't really, I mean, I have a drug and alcohol problem. I, I did. I'm, I am, I'm cured right now from a seeming, I'm recovered from a seemingly hopeless state of mind and body. I'm not cured. Um, but the, the deal is, is I needed, I needed something to take care of me. I needed something to fix me. I needed to medicate the problem inside me. I have a sober problem. That's what I have. You know what I mean? I'm pretty good at doing drugs and alcohol. I'm, I'm actually really, really quite expert at it. You know what I mean? I don't even go out on amateur night, like New Year's Eve. That's for fools and newcomers and, and, and rookies, right? But the following Tuesday, I'm driving like this down the road because you can see the yellow line that way. You know, and I, I got sophisticated. I would use saline when I injected, you know, because I was, you know, a bougie heroin addict. Sometimes I'd even use an alcohol wipe. Maybe you guys know. Um, but I have, I have a, a need to be okay. See, when I found drugs and alcohol, it wasn't just, oh, this is extra fun. It was the thing that fixed the inside of me. I have, I have what I, um, I've been educated to learn is an ism. I self me. I got to. Um, treatment at Pacific Hills, Covenant Hills. So welcome again, guys. And I met a guy who doesn't work there anymore. And he used to be a, uh, a pastor, a preacher. And he said, you know what, screw all that. And I said, well, man, I'm trying to be good. And he goes, stop trying to be good, be of service. And I'm like, damn, God doesn't need good people. He needs you to be genuine and of service and in the moment. So I don't know how to live in the moment. I'm always in fear of yesterday or fear of the future. You know, today I've had a, a more than one moment where I'm spinning about how I'm going to look up here. If I'm going to embarrass my sponsor, am I going to embarrass my friends? Am I going to um, confuse and stress out the newcomer? Am I going to disappoint the book thumpers? You know, am I, am I, am I, am I not going to stick to the AA canon and doctrine? And I uh, probably haven't already, but, uh, but it's not about me. That's the ticket. See, that's the, anytime it's about me, I'm in trouble. Anytime somebody say, I didn't get almost 16 years or 15 years of sobriety. I, I didn't do that. You guys did. God did through you working with me. It is a miracle that I'm standing here. And I'm willing to bet it's a miracle that all of you are sitting here. A miracle, a supernatural thing. And, and you don't have to buy that to go with it. You don't have to buy it just to have it happen to you. Just go with this. My first sponsor said, why don't you get on your knees and talk to that which hangs the moon in the sky? He was an old guy and it's, it's pretty cool. And created ladies, he used to say. And I was down with that. Like, oh, it's pretty cool. And eyeballs. <laughs> and I could do that. See, all the doctrine and stuff that I grew up with confused me a lot. And I read the 12 steps and go, that's not exactly doctrinally incorrect. And like that didn't mean. I used to don't do rails of cocaine and have, have <laughs> theological conversations with people like, no, post-trip, pre-trip, and you know, the Trinity, and like a lot of good that did me, right? Knowledge doesn't help me. 
Knowledge doesn't help me. A connection with a power greater than me helps me. What's a higher power? How am I doing on time? Oh, thanks. What's a higher power? Uh, well, higher power, guys, isn't what you believe God is. I believe a higher power is what gets you through the day. And for me, it was drugs and alcohol. If I had enough money and I had enough higher power in my pocket, I'll go and have an okay day. Maybe. At least it felt like it. Right? It wasn't. It was a disaster. and had a lot of pain. But if I didn't, I was going to have a bad day. And in my early sobriety, I had a girlfriend. I had my higher power. And then my higher power broke up with me. <laughs> Unbelievable. And I was sober and I was praying to God. But what made me okay any given day was whether she was talking to me or not talking to me. See, that's, that's kind of how you know where you're, where you're getting your power from. Where, where are you getting your source, right? And that's self and that's fear. And am I practicing? I'm sorry, I'm out of time, but um, my sponsor has me now um, looking at areas of self, which I find objectionable, kind of stepping away from ego, kind of recognizing where, oh, that's the me again that's, that's got me in trouble, that talks me into this insanity. Honestly, it's crazy living. I am not insane when it comes to drugs and alcohol, but I'm still cuckoo with a lot of stuff if I let myself be. That's why I have a program. That's why I get to look at this. My sponsor's like, I get to laugh at those parts of me. And I'm like, boom, I'm upset that I have them. Does that make me crazy? <laughs> and, um, that part of me wants to ruin my ability to be present and be connected. And, and I, I, there is a living force, guys. There is a, AA likes to say, and we will speak about God. Sorry. You know, the book says that. Okay. Got to take that. Interpret that. Find a way to do that. I don't, I can't define God. I don't think anybody can. But I, what I can do is show evidence of some power that's greater than me and greater than just hanging out in a cool club. And this is my new thing as I go to meetings, I hang out with sober people. That's also not enough. There's something supernatural going on. And I got to get out of my way and clean house in my head and my heart and my history and my path and be present because this is where we live. But we don't because our heads don't let us. Alcoholism takes us away from that. So anyway, to the new guys, um, I don't mean to confuse you. It's worth it. I know you're hurting. I couldn't sleep for 72 days um, and, uh, and it got hard. But what I did is I found out that maybe all the crap I've been through is a resume to be able to help people. And that is the best high you can find. So anyway, thanks.